Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the game plan video. This is always one of my favorite ones to get into. After all the extensive study, how exactly does Kyle Shanahan and D'Amico Ryans plan to attack Arthur Smith and the Atlanta Falcons? I think that's one of the most exciting things to get into. I'm all about X's and O's, and that's one of the things I really love talking about. In this game, there's some interesting ones because Atlanta has some key players that can really make some plays. They have a mobile quarterback, which always gives the 49ers some struggles and a very successful coaching staff through the years. Arthur Smith has had a lot of success as an offensive guy. Uh, when he was in Tennessee, he had one of the best red zone offenses. He always had a really good rushing attack, over 150 yards rushing per game. Helps when you have Derrick Henry, but uh, that is something that they've done consistently well. And that usually translates to good defense. And their defensive coordinator, Don Pease, has had a lot of success in this league. He's been with multiple teams that went to a Super Bowl when he was a defensive coordinator. That stops in New England, Tennessee, Baltimore, all known for great defenses over the years. So it's not like they don't have the coaching staff to be able to put their players in the best situations to be successful. For the 49ers, what it's about, though, is counteracting that and taking advantage of your own skills and assets, which roster-wise, the 49ers have a better roster top to bottom than the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons have some key players, and we're going to talk about a lot of those that are very, very good. But this matchup of 49ers versus Atlanta Falcons is going to be a good one. It's going to be played in Atlanta, of course. Um, but there's some young players that are going to be making plays. But let's look through some of the numbers for the Atlanta Falcons. They've had 105 first downs this year, over 1,657 yards. 823 of that is rushing the football with 926 passing. Uh, all 926 passing yards come from Marcus Mariota, 
completed under 60% at 57.7% of his passes. He has four TDs and four interceptions. Their main stalwart running the football was Cordero Patterson. Cordero Patterson, of course, injured and on IR. He's not going to be a factor in this game, and I think that plays into the game plan for the 49ers in this game. So their running back duties are going to be Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley. They're going to handle the load they did against Tampa Bay as well. And the way that they went about trying to get them on the edge uh, was was pretty extensive. And Marcus Mariota, of course, 37 rushes, 156 yards. So he's somebody that can run too. Um, he's more of a scrambler, but they can have design runs as well. That is how this run game is going to be forged. As far as the defensive side of the, or, sorry, the offensive side of the ball, Drake London, uh, Zacchaeus, Kyle Pitts, uh, Kadero Hodge are all guys who can make plays for this Atlanta Falcons offense. The offense has been pretty good so far this year. They've been able to make plays when they need it. Even though uh, they don't have a lot of big-name guys yet, I think London and Pitts are on their way, and Zacchaeus is absolutely uh, explosive. He can make things happen. Um, he has the longest play uh, of the season you know, from a receiver with a 42-yard gain. So uh, two touchdowns from him, two from London. Uh, so far, Pitts hasn't been able to get going, hasn't been able to get in the end zone, but he's still averaging 15 yards per catch. So Pitts will be somebody to monitor as well, especially if he ends up playing in this game, which I believe they want him to. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, the one that stands out the most is Grady Jarrett. He's the one you have to account for, the interior defensive lineman. He does a really good job, and he leads the team with three and a half sacks. They don't have a lot of sack numbers. Now, they have created four turnovers and with uh, interceptions, um, so they have the ability to create a turnover, and that's something you have to monitor anytime you have Jimmy Garoppolo, but... Garoppolo's been pretty good over the over the last two weeks. And the way that Kyle has, has schemed it up, he's put Jimmy in a lot of opportunities to be successful, and they're going to have to do that in this game. Now, the cornerbacks you know, are Casey Hayward, of course, A.J. Terrell. Um, those are players that are A.J. Terrell. Those are players that are going to be making plays for Atlanta. They have Richie Grant at safety as well. Um, that does a really good job on the defensive side. And, of course, Rashawn Evans, the big-time linebacker in the middle, um, he's somebody to monitor as well for this defense. So let's talk about the game plan and how exactly the 49ers go about it. Of course, I think what they need to do, and I'll start on the defensive side this week, is stop the run game. Now, it's going to be a lot easier without Cordero Patterson out there. Um, but you can't forget that, you know, what they got with Tyler Algier. Tyler Algier is a a solid player. You know, he's got a lot of ability, and he's somebody that can definitely do, you know, big-time things for this Atlanta Falcons offense. Now, do I think he's going to do big things? No, because watching the game overall, I saw that there were some struggles, you know, from him to be able to handle, um, you know, playing against a team like the 49ers that has a lot of speed. A lot of speed for the 49ers is going to be uh, what helps this defense. They're going to be able to get downhill. They're going to be able to flow. If you watched my scouting report video over on Patreon, you saw how Tampa Bay was able to get downhill on these outside plays and stop them. They weren't able to get to the edge. And early on in the game, Atlanta wanted to run heavy. They wanted to run strong. The two tight end sets, two tight ends to one side, be able to create in a zone, uh, outside zone that way. And it didn't work. They went weak. It had, it had early success, and then Tampa Bay adjusted to that and was able to slow it down. So Atlanta's successes on offense, um, you know, a lot of them stem from the run game. Arthur Smith has been like that ever since he called plays at Tennessee. Establish the run game, run play action off that. It's all about you know the run game first. It's not very different from what the 49ers do. I think the difference is in creativity. Where Kyle Shanahan will use a bunch of varieties of different running styles, 
Arthur Smith is more basic, less gap scheme, um, more of the zone blocking scheme. There is some gap scheme in that, but uh, I think that is exactly how you know they run their stuff. Now, as far as D'Amico Ryans, what he has to do after stopping this run game is he has to be able to confuse Marcus Mariota. And in fact, that it was uh, the defensive key matchup this week. If you watch the game preview show, was is it this or is it that? Uh, it's D'Amico Ryans versus Marcus Mariota because what you want to do is con confuse Marcus Mariota, uh, not let him know what he's seeing. Show shell coverages. That means showing one thing. Like you can make it look like it's a single high safety and then it end up being you know, a two deep safety look. Uh, you can make it look too deep and then give you a, a single safety look. You can make it look like a zone and run man. Make it look like man and run and run uh, a zone. Continue to confuse him. Also, confuse him on who is coming and who is not. Showing blitz this week and bailing out. Showing blitz and actually coming. Not showing and coming. All those things are going to be important. Just a variety of different looks for Marcus Mariota. When he has to hesitate, his natural inclination is to look for a place to escape. He wants to get outside the pocket. Uh, he also wants to run. So keeping him inside the pocket is also part of that game plan. What the 49ers defensive line has to do this week is stay in their rush lane integrity. Now, of course, they can get you know, to him. He's been sacked 12 times this season. The 49ers with 21 sacks on the season means they can get after Mariota in a, high, in, a, in a big way. So I think that right now that's what the game plan is for the defense is go ahead and put uh, Mariota in a situation where he is stuck in that box. He has to deliver the football out. Because what Atlanta likes to do is run a lot of level schemes and flood schemes. So they want to attack one side of the field or the other. They don't usually attack the middle of the field. Now, the 49ers, you know, there's always the exception to the rule, right? They could come at you in the middle of the field. But so far from everything that I've seen on film, you like to attack the outside of the number. So the Niners know that. Now, these big wide receivers do give Atlanta some options because they can use their big bodies to block out the defensive backs for the 49ers. The reason that becomes an issue now is you don't have Emmanuel Mosley at the cornerback position. You have another player. You have somebody else, Diamond Lenore, Samuel Womack, you know, uh, Ombre Thomas, and they're going to have to play against a big physical wide receiver. Is it going to be Pitts? Maybe. Is it going to be Drake London? Maybe. Those guys are big, physical, and can win at the high point of the football. So you're going to have to make sure you locate them. Also, Without having Emmanuel Mosley, you're going to have to sometimes give safety help. So when you have to do is find the right opportunities, the right uh, matchups, be able to give safety help over the top. Maybe if you get Pitts one-on-one -on -one with Lenore or something like that, make sure you have a safety nearby. If he lines up in the slot on Samuel Womack, make sure a safety like Hufong or a linebacker is giving a little bit of help on the inside. Sometimes confuse him and have Fred Warner or one of the bigger linebackers take him. Would have been a really nice game to have Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward would have been able to help negate Pitts's uh, a, you know, ability to make plays in this game, but you don't have him, so you have to find other ways to do that. And the way is to continue to confuse not only Arthur Smith and Marcus Mariota, but these receivers as well. Not let them understand who and where they're going to be. That way, they don't know how to adjust their routes and also how to attack out of their stem. Those are going to be important things for this 49ers defense. All the while, D'Amico Ryans, while disguising, while giving help, needs to find a way to bring pressure that isn't normal. Because right now, he's relied heavily on this defensive front, defensive line, to bring pressure on their own. That's not how it's going to work in this game. You have to manufacture pressure 
be able to go against Marcus Mariota and this Atlanta Falcons team because you're going to be missing probably three-fourths of your starting defensive line. And I think that is a real problem for the 49ers. Um, so manufacturing is going to be big. He's already proven he could do it. Last week against the Panthers, six sacks. Uh, most of those were not by defensive linemen. They were by linebackers. They were by defensive backs. So you can find creative ways to be able to get after Mariota. And I think the four years are going to have to do that. Don't be afraid to bring five guys. Not only does bringing five guys put more pressure on Mariota, it also helps muddy up the run lanes where he can be able to escape. That fifth guy will definitely help in that area. So I think that is exactly how D'Amico Ryans can go about attacking. But all the while, you know you have to give, while attacking, you leave yourself vulnerable. And if you're going to have a backup cornerback out there, you better feel confident that he's able to handle the matchup that he's got and handle the scheme. Now, I do think they do have that because they've built a lot of depth over the last two years. Last year, this was a real worry. They had to bring in Josh Norman. Uh, they had to bring in Dark Westenar. They kept bringing guys in. This year, not so much. You have Dion Lenore, you have Samuel Womack, Ombre Thomas, all with NFL playing time experience, all playing on the outside. So it is good news for the 49ers. You have the ability to be able to withstand this injury until Jason Verrett gets back in full and is able to start opposite Tarverius Ward. Some of it just becomes a lot easier because where last year they didn't really have a lockdown corner, they have one now with Tarverius Ward. Whenever you have a lockdown corner, that means you have two safeties that are able to help in other areas of the field while he goes and handles his business. That affords you a lot of opportunities. So uh, D'Amico Ryan's attack, that's what it's going to be about this week. Disguising coverage, manufacturing pressure by bringing different guys, giving help to the corner that's uh, taking over for Emmanuel Mosley. And when Pitts is in the slot, go ahead and, and figure out ways to help give safety help or a linebacker help and confuse Marcus Mariota. That's what it's going to be about this week for D'Amico Ryans. Now on the other side of the ball, it starts and it starts with going ahead and locating Grady Jarrett. You locate the guy that makes the most impact on the other team, and it's an interior defensive line. Question marks for the 49ers all year on the offensive line have been on the interior. Now Aaron Banks has played well. Spencer Burford has played pretty good. And Jake Brendel has turned it up in the last two weeks since Daniel Brunskill got back from injury. You also have Brunskill, which means you're insulated in case something happens. So I think that is good news. But you have to locate Jarrett and make sure you get movement with him in the run game. When I say movement is don't let him stand you still at the line of scrimmage. Get him moving. Uh, so if you're running a zone play, get him moving horizontally. If you're running a gap scheme, get him moving backwards. Those are going to be keys in this football game. Don't let those guys hold their ground against you. Part of the way the 49ers are going to be able to attack is the way that the Atlanta Falcons go about defense standing up their two outside edge rushers off ball, their leverage-wise going to be able to get blocked. The 49ers can easily kick them out and run inside, and we've seen the 49ers take advantage of that over the last several weeks. It's a natural bubble in the defense. So you kick a guy out, you run inside, and you push up with uh, guys you pulled or getting those offensive linemen at the point of attack to the second level to block linebackers. And you've seen that little toss. They run the toss play. Uh, if it works out to go inside, they run inside. If it doesn't, you bounce it outside. Those things have been huge for the 49ers team. You throw in the fact they're one of the best pulling as far as execution, knowing where to block, using wham block techniques, which means taking a fullback or tight end off ball and going them down, kicking in a defensive lineman or kicking a defensive lineman out. They've executed that at a high level as well. 
those are big parts of this run game where the run game uh, can be successful as well as on the outside because they have a guy named Arnold Ebiketti. Now, he doesn't play all the time. He's a young rookie guy uh, that's going to be playing in this game, and he's not very good against the run. You can attack Arnold Ebiketti. You can attack these guys in a variety of different ways, and I think the 49ers need to keep a variety going. Keep these guys off balance. Use Debo Samuel. Uh, the way that Atlanta it, uh, acts to motion, you can definitely run some things with Debo Samuel in the backfield, where it's not so much about him running the football of the backfield, but him catching the football of the backfield by him getting the attention of Atlanta. And also, tunnel screens. Screens to the outside are open this week. The way that Atlanta plays on the outside, they play off. They play their cover three a lot. They're going to play off like that. Take what's available. Get the ball out to your playmakers in space and let them create. Those things are open for the 49ers, and those are areas to attack. And those are just extensions of the run game. Jimmy Garoppolo has a quick release. He can get the ball out there in time. As long as it's accurate, his playmakers are going to have room. And the wide receivers for Tampa Bay did a really good job of blocking Atlanta's uh, defenders. That means that the defenders for Atlanta aren't very good of getting off blocks and disengaging. So the 49ers receivers are really good at blocking. George Kittle and the tight ends are really good at blocking. Taking advantage of that and being able to block those guys on the edge with these extended run plays and the tunnel screens and smoke screens are what you need to do uh, to be successful. So uh, extending your run game outside with those plays is huge as well. There's a variety of different ways for Kyle Shanahan to attack. But one thing that I think is very important, and that's why it was my offensive key matchup, is for Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers to go ahead and put the pedal to the metal. I know it took a second to get up there and get these playmakers active in the, in the game, running the ball, catching the ball, screens, everything continue to use a variety of different ways to attack. I think that is one of the most important things for Kyle Shanahan to do. And he's talked about the fact, you know, maybe there was a couple of missed opportunities for Brandon Ayuk in the game where he was missed or, you know, they, they made a, an effort to get George Kittle involved. They made an effort to get Debo Samuel involved. You can see the way they're scheming up. And for Atlanta, they can't take away everything. And if they're going to run a cover three and, and they're going to try to move guys around, uh, if they guess wrong, there's going to be a big play for the 49ers. So I think the 49ers are going to put a lot of stress on the Atlanta Falcons uh, defense because of the playmakers they have. And using Debo Samuel in motion, not so much as a decoy, but in motion, it's all eyes on him. So seeing him go across, I don't think Atlanta can account for and cover Kyle Juszczyk. He should be a weapon they can use a lot this week. So, I mean... The idea for the 49ers offense is, first off, attack inside the edge rushers with the run game. Uh, whether that you're in a strong set and that's a C gap, or you're in a weak set and that's a B gap. Those are areas to be able to attack. Get movement on Grady Jarrett. If you have to you know, double him, do it. Uh, but when you're in your gap scheme, get him going backwards. When you're in an outside zone, get him moving horizontally. Those are going to be important in this game. For Kyle Shanahan, keep the run game diverse. Go from... Uh, your outside and inside zone uh, to your gap scheme, you know, to a power O set. Do a bunch of a variety of different looks to be able to move them. You can also implement RPO as well. They did last week against Carolina, and that is open against Atlanta as well. Those linebackers like to move a lot, and that's an area that you can attack. Uh, be willing to put in the reverses and counters again because using those reverse and counter plays will get this defense flowing one way, and then you're able to counteract and go the other way. Another part of that creative run game, then use the tunnel screens. Get the ball outside where your wide receivers are really good at blocking 
and the Atlanta Falcons sometimes struggle to disengage, take advantage of that, and get the ball out there to those guys. And when it comes down to it, Kyle Shanahan, keep the pedal to the metal. I think Kyle Shanahan is going to keep the pedal to the metal, and he's going to try to score a lot of points against the Atlanta Falcons. He has the weapons to do it. He has the matchups to do it. The 49ers have key matchups and key players on their side that match up very well with what Atlanta wants to do on defense. And I think that Atlanta is going to try early to take certain players away. And if Kyle Shanahan can locate, him and Jimmy can locate which players that are that they're trying to take away, they can use that to their advantage. I think that's where the 49ers have success in this game. Then on special teams, it's real simple. Don't let anyone outside of you on kick coverage. Just don't do it. Uh, make sure you keep your outside contained. Make sure you make plays, and I think they will. The 49ers special teams will play better this week. I think the 49ers are going to play a lot better. So uh, this is going to be a fun one. I hope you enjoyed this what is the game plan video how the 49ers are going to attack the Atlanta Falcons. If you want a deeper breakdown as far as film, I did a breakdown of the Atlanta Falcons versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the scouting report video. That is available on Patreon. Both do plays, talk about the coaches in depth, and get involved in how exactly uh, the Atlanta Falcons went about playing Tampa Bay. And after watching them a couple times this year, have a pretty good grip on exactly how they plan on uh, attacking on offensive defense. It's a good time. If you have Patreon, check it out don't have patreon but would like to head on over there to patreon uh it's 40 hours cut back on patreon you you'll really enjoy it um hopefully you enjoyed this video hopefully you're gonna have a good weekend if you would please like the video uh, subscribe if you haven't already and leave me a comment letting me know how you think the 49ers are going to attack this atlanta falcons offense and defense. thank you guys so much for watching i'll catch you guys on the game reaction show after the game on sunday Hope you guys all have a good one. Stay safe and remember the right way is always the 40. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.